frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield dynamo and average actor. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... Welcome to Football Daft, the Daftest Scottish podcast around playing up front this week. My name's Gredo and my straight partner is a man who just kind of get into selling sunset. That's the best programme on Netflix, by the way. It's Chris Toll. I'm not right, mate. I'm not having it, man. I put it on for about 10 minutes. And even my girlfriend, who this sort of programme is aimed at, turned around and went like, this is a pile of shit. Get it You're joking. No, man. She hated it. Seriously? Oh, it's careless, man. All these birds selling fancy hoosies. I love it. I do love all the sea shows about like, uh, flipping houses and all that, I love it, but it was just too staged for me, Gredo. Aye, but you, you, you just stick to your fucking, what is it, location, location, location? No, no, I watch like, zombie house flippers and stuff like that. Uh, you should watch that, man. What? Yeah, zombie house flippers, right? That sounds like kind of golf version of Selling Sunset. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not actual zombies, mate. It's just fucked up issues. Well, it just sounds like a programme for golfs, man. But anyway, you stick to that. Um, but we'll show Suit Bob this week, a.k.a. Stephen Purden. Well, he's got the week off. It's his wee boy's birthday. And in his words, he needs to decorate the house. You ever heard of a worse excuse for that? To get after a podcast, mate? I've got, got to give the guy credit, you know what I mean? He's been here week in, week out. Somebody just can't say that, you know what I mean? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, see, says his wife is actually after work this week. She works in the front line in the NHS. So he's going to be taking a wee bit of time to spend it with the kids and her because he's gone back to River City. So, speaking of River City, he done a wee 10 minute monologue there on Facebook. I just watched about six minutes of it. Have you seen it now? No, I've not. It was yet. weird, man, right? Because he's, he's playing shell suit Bob, right? But he's right. sitting in like the living room where he does his podcast and that. And I just. <laughs> <laughs> he's just doing his, he's just, he's doing his shell suit bulb, man, in the place where he does his podcast. It's quite funny. And um, what about yourself, mate? What's been happening? How's things? I'm actually not too bad, mate. Um, um, I actually met um, Cy Ferry. Who's that? The, the open that? goal. <laughs> Shut up, come on. Come on, you can't <laughs> say that. You can't say that. Cy does fucking brilliant. Um, and we were talking about my weight issues. He says, he says oh, I can tell you've put on quite a lot of weight since last year. You're looking good. He says this year, I, I, I had to agree with him, mate. I tell, listen, I, I mean, that tells you all you need to know about him, but do you know what I mean? See the fact that he'd say that to somebody's face. He's not used to watching that. Kind no, of. I can't op- <laughs> open, open the goal for him to kind of step in and say that, right? I said that to him. <laughs> see what I done there? Aye, I did. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Can you believe we're, we're bigging up other podcasts, man? <laughs> I was telling him... Um, I basically let you know last night because I was moaning it to Stephanie and she says, uh, she says, are you getting bothered about your weight? And I went, I'm off. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of depressed about it. She went, oh, we'll need to do something about it. I says, what are you done with that party mix down the stair? <laughs> it's a wee party bag tool with, with Skittles, Milky Way stars. In fact, actually, do you know what? I'm going to come clean and actually... I've moved back for Stephanie's house up to my anger right to this podcast today, right? And you want to see what I've bumped for this? I've bumped a Halloween. <laughs> you get a Jaffa cake suit. <laughs> I, 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 I got all my podcast stuff, right? Put it in a carrier bag, right? Was just about to leave. Went, nah. Went into her cupboard. Tain the jalapeno and cheese crisps. The Walker's crisps. Oh, mate. Dynamite. Tain a, a, a tub of dip. Ran up, ran up the house. Told you that I was going to be delayed 10 minutes. That was just so I could rattle through them. 
<laughs> Mate, honestly, God, oh, you're the worst one ever. Honestly, I know, I know. Tall. How's your week been, mate? It's been all right. There's, there's been a lot going on in football this week, to be honest with you. So it's kind of kept me, kept me going, try to keep up with everything. Mm-hmm. Some rumours, some rumours that are more ridiculous than the crystal rumour mill. To be honest with you. Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll find out. Um... What rumour you've got this week, Chris, or can I sit in bed at night and wonder what kind of rumour you're going to provide for us this week? But before we get into that, we're going to talk about, as you said, the FIPPA this week. And there's been a lot happening in Scottish FIPPA. Um, yesterday, or should I say Wednesday, Rangers launched a new strip and showed Celtic showed off a new training kit, the Adidas training kit. And uh, I think it was about, t- about 10 o'clock last night, I shit myself when I saw the Sports Direct Facebook page saying that the, the strip was going to be exclusive for Sports Direct. And I thought, you are joking, especially because you came with the, with the internet's like on it's a, it's day, the, the day before there was the big rumour what's going to be happening. Soonest is coming back. The second richest man in the world is going to plough money into the Angels. And I thought this is just one big wind up. You get yourself G'd up and Sports Director have exclusive rights to the tap. However, Rangers were very quick to basically say, look, Rangers and Castor have got a deal. Castor can sell it to high, t- high street retailers. So it's it's really it's not really bad news in the, in the long run, but we did shit ourselves. Did you see that? I did, mate, because you text me and says, "Have you seen the Sports Direct Facebook page?" And obviously, like I says, I'm not on Facebook or that anymore, so I had to get you to send me the screenshots. But I'll be honest, even I heard that, I was pissing myself laughing because <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking because it's just the sort of thing that would happen to Rangers, isn't it? Honestly, it is. It just it just takes me those honestly. The, the, what happens with Rangers is you go a couple of weeks with good news and a good feeling and then something just comes out in the middle and nowhere and you just think this is unbelievable and it just it feels like here we go again you know what I mean here we go again but, it's exactly but, that. Uh, but the Celtic Adidas gear what are you thinking about that mate? Um, do you know what? I'm Rocking Adidas gear I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to be in the fucking poorhouse cradle because the wee man's going to want Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I fancy I fancy the away kit. I'll be honest with you. I like the kind of minty green away kit that they've got. I like that. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It's a. Uh, I'll uh, like I say. I'm going. To, it's going to end up costing me a bloody fortune. Aye. I saw. I saw the 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 the, the kit with, with Bruni sitting in the Aye. sitting in the stadium when I thought, man. It's it's the classic stuff. Like see the just the zipper with the three the green zipper with the three Adidas stripes in the sleeve. I'll, I'll end up buying that and it'll cost me about 90 quid or something like that. Another news, Craig Gordon has completed his return to Hearts, but it looks like Celtic's deal for Fraser Foster is dead, although Eli Nussi has signed on for another season. Who do you want to see in then? As the keeper, that's a bit of a blow for, for Fraser Foster. I'm not underestimating that I at all. That was, Fraser Foster played a blinder last year, the League Cup final. He's, he won a lot of games for the old Celtic. He did, but he's, it's, I wouldn't say the, the deal's dead yet because Frank McIverney came out today and says apparently they're still in talks and we know that we can trust Maca because we've heard Aye. them on the show, you know what I mean? Um, but I would I would love to see Fraser Foster back, however, um, if we can't get him back, I would go nowhere near Joe Hart and nowhere near David Marshall. Um, that, seems I, to the, that seems to be kind of the, the big rumour in it that Joe Hart's going to come to Celtic and that's, I think it's kind of split 50-50, isn't it? Mate, he's terrible. Um, see, see, Faye done that head and shoulders advert. He's, he, I'm, I'm not even joking, man. His head's been turned. See with the, see with the, 
I think it was like the stardom and all that. I think he should get turned and he lost his concentration. He's a Aye. terrible goalkeeper. Some man. folks say that when I when I done the McGee's advert, the McGee's Rolls advert, a lot of people <laughs> say the same thing. Um so who do you want then? Uh do you know to be honest with you, there was I was only ever really thinking about Fraser Forster, Gregor, but I've not really thought about anybody else. But as I said last week, if we can't get Forster, I would go for uh, Joe Lewis for Aberdeen. Right. Ah, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. You think what's the deal with Foster no coming anyway? Is it the sixty grand wages? Is that an issue? Or is no, it because it, they offered that they they spoke to him about a, a permanent deal, I think, and the wages were a stumbling block for that. But um, if we could take him on another loan, obviously we, we were able to afford him last season, so I don't see why we couldn't this mm. season. Um, but even even at that, do you know what I mean? If Rangers are going to Rangers are going to fling everything at trying to win the league this year, Celtic need to spend some money, even if it's only for one year. Just to get us over the line, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's uh, you can't you can't be penny pinching in this situation. So fingers crossed, uh, they they do try and get Foster again for another season. If not, I'd go for I'd go for Joe Lewis definitely. Well, speaking of Aberdeen, an unnamed first player at Aberdeen is tested positive for COVID-19 and at the time of recording, the club are waiting to see if any other members of the squad have contracted the virus. It's, it's a weird one, this man, because. An unnamed Aberdeen player in it. It seems like when, whenever MD down south, anybody in the Premier League right. um, testing positive for COVID, they, they basically they see the player's name, but they're holding the name the player's name back. I don't know whether that's think, a personal I issue. Think, I, I think there's different laws up here, Grado. I'm right. not 100%, but I think there's different laws. And if it's not being confirmed that the person um, is tested positive, then they can't name them. You know what I mean? Because that could, you would have like, people that... Like, the, the newspapers and all that at the door and stuff. But not if he had COVID right enough, he'd like to stand two metres away <laughs> for the front door. <laughs> Steve McLaren, who talks with Dundee United to be the manager then, what do we think about that? Imagine what his press conference would oh, be like. You'd be looking at <laughs> that, that, that Korean boy, you know, the Korean boy on YouTube that does the, the Dundee accent. Eh, I'll help eh, drive to the circle. I'm leading the telly. I'll head to a Brady's and an in and out. Can I get a pen and ring and run and all? You just imagine Steve McLaren rocking up and he up to Tannadice talking like that. Did he not call roundabouts in Dundee circles? Circles, that's why. They caught a circle. Aye, re- get into the circle. Do you remember when he, he signed for AZ Alkmaar? And he went, he done his, uh, he done his interview and all of a sudden he was speaking in a Dutch accent. Aye. Thing. And you he's know, like, Champions League, uh, <laughs> I thought I'd get Arsenal. You sometimes, you come into these games and you... You, uh, you, how you say underdogs? Cool, yeah, that. I know. He's the man from the Nike up in Dundee. I came to, I came to Alkmaar to win lots of prizes. You know, <laughs> I imagine him in the deal. I'm, I'm up here. I'm trying to win the, uh, the Ramsdale Cup. <laughs> the Ramsdale Cup. That's not even a hint. <laughs> chance of staying up, any? Aye, it's looking good for everybody apart from us, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and what about Lorenzo Amoruso? He's on the Italian version of Love Island called Temptation Island. He's bugged. <laughs> no <way>. miss- <laughs> What? Is he? I don't- <laughs> you didn't know this? No, man. No. Well, he's on a thing called Temptation Island. He's bugged. He's a- she's, way- she's a former Miss Italy. Of course she Malia is. Malia Nazaro. Malia Nazaro? Mm-hmm. She sounds... She sounds like... A footballer, actually, don't you? Well, she's Amos Bud, and of it, I can you can just imagine what she looks like. Eh? Being Amos Bud, man, he's one yeah. handsome guy. 
I was going to say, no matter what she looks like, she's one lucky woman. Mm-hmm. Well, do you know what? I remember when, when he first signed for Rangers. And uh, have I told this story before? No, you mean? About my ma in the airport with Amaruso, John. Have I told that? No, no, no. No, no, I remember. Because my mum used to go, oh, that Amaruso. Oh, he is gorgeous. Oh, look at the neck of that. What would you call him? Amaruso? Lorenzo? And so we were coming back from Spain and the Rangers players were coming off their, their pre-season trip. I think it was, in fact, it wasn't when he first came, it was it was Advocates' first season. And uh, getting all the players' autographs and all that. And I ran up with my ma and I was like, come on, mum, we'll see, go and see Amaruso. And I, I think I was about eight or nine at the time and I went, Mama fancies you to Lorenzo Amoruso, right? And he goes, oh, okay, okay. And my mom just looked at Lorenzo Amoruso and went, Wayne's. Wayne's. That's brilliant. Not no, who Mama fancied. Who? Uh, the boy, the guy from Motherwell, who was the... Keith Lasley. Keith Lasley, with it, with it, with it. The, the grey hair. The Clooney look, the George Clooney oh, look. I, 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 him, anytime he was on, I'll tell you what, he is one handsome man. I, mate, that's, ex- that's exactly the way my mom used to go with Alan McCoyce, right? But in in the later years, um, I remember when Alan McCoyce would come on the telly, my mom used to always go, oh, Ali, Ali. But then in the, in the later years, my mom would go, oh, Ali, oh, he's lost his looks. Oh, he's lost his looks. Oh, look at Ali, he's lost his looks. Well, I think you've stumbled upon next week's big question here. I think we've got to ask, which footballer does your mom fancy? Aye. Aye, that's a good question. Definitely a good question. But good luck to Big Ammo. I don't know. I don't know if it's, if if he's in this to try and see how his relationship with his missus is. I don't know if, if he's going to be temp- tempted to go with another woman or whatever. But it'd be interesting <laughs> to see. What am I like here, man? I'm a fucking correspondent for them. Um, woman or something here, them. I know. <laughs> Marco Piva. See with Lorenzo how we get Sonny's in Temptation Island. He's with his fiance, and we'll see how. What the fuck am I talking about? Well, that's a roundup for all the goings on in Scottish football in the last week. But let's now speak to the man who's got more moles than Madonna. It's Chris Toll's rumor mill. Okay, Madonna's got a mole on her face, but I've got moles all over Scotland. Correct. And you know what? One of my moles is just messaged me for Peterhead with a picture of Stephen Purden. We sat with Simon, Simon Ferry. You have turned me on, man. No, man. I, I don't know what's going on here. It's, now, maybe he's told us that he's off for a week mm-hmm. because, because it's Leo's birthday, but I don't know, grandson. Well, well, hold on a minute. Who did we have on the podcast last week? Derek so Lyle? You're joking me, man. What are they? What's fucking... We don't know if he's on his way to another podcast, but Stephen Purden has been pictured... With the other side. You know what? I've known Bob for what six or seven years now, and if there's there is something about him, there's something about him. There's something there's some, not, something underlying. What? Do you, not, do you not trust him? Do I trust him? I wish I'd never confirmed that. <laughs> right, anyway, let's <laughs> Football Daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident. Call them now on 01698 767 172. Hey, well, it's now time to thank our sponsors, G4 Claims. Unfortunately, there's no Jim this week as he's on a one-week suspension after the jokey tail last week. I can't. <laughs> no one of that was banned, by the way. I've got a joke for you in Jim's absence. I've got a joke for you this week if you want to hear it. 
Perfect. Aye, go when you go, it. John, take the stage. So I went to the doctor the other day there, right? In fact, it was my mate that went to the doctor. This has started well. <coughs> and he says, doctor, listen, I've got, I've got a bit of problem with my penis. It's shaped like a saxophone. And doctor goes, let me have a look. Oh, Christ, so it is. How did, how did that happen? He said, well, it's a family affliction. My brother, Joe, he's got a, a penis shaped like a guitar. And doctor goes, that's really funny. I, I had a woman in here yesterday. And her fanny was shaped like a, a mouth organ. And he goes, ah, that's my sister, Harmonica. Oh! <laughs> that's Harmonica. There we go. We like that, that one and all. That <laughs> guy, guy goes into the doctors, he goes like that. Doctor, everywhere I touch is sore. He goes, show me. He goes, ah, he goes, ah, you've got a broken finger. I need you credit to my father-in-law, Davy Bremner, for that one. Well, shout out to Davy Bremner. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, well, we can on with the G4 security stuff. Aye, well, we've we'll, we'll given praise to Jim now, aye. aye Jim. G4 security. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is the G4 security. This is G4 claims if you've been involved in a road accident and you're not at fault g4 claims can make it easy for you they can provide you with complete accident management support that you require they'll recover their costs from the at fault party they're going to sort you with a like for like vehicle replacement they're also going to organize your vehicle to be repaired at one of their approved body shops and return to you safely should your vehicle be deemed a write-off they will recover the pre-accident value for your car and they'll write you a big fat check and best of it is that you won't cost you a penny as they charge the at fault insurance direct. G4 claims don't call call, they don't buy data, and once they process your claim, your insurance will remain unscathed. And the best thing is Nicole and the team over there, they want to take your case on if they don't think that they can help you. So, if you've been in a road traffic accident or know somebody that has, get on to G4 claims on 01698767. That's my favourite airplane. 767172. I'll repeat that again. I made an asset. It's 01698 767172. Get them at not at faultclaim.com or find them on social media at G4 Claims Limited. G4 Claims, not at fault claims. Made easy. Made easy. The Legends Lottery on Football Daft. Right here at uh, Football Daft, it's our mission and our goal in life to discover where the cult heroes of yesteryear are now on our Legends Lottery part of the show. Each week, one A-team is tasked with finding a former legend in the game and getting them on the show. Then it's up to you to rate how good out of five the guest was. On the leaderboard, Stephen is on 7.6, and I'm I'm top, sitting at 9.2 after booking you and Cameron. However, it's Stephen's chance to go top after he brought Derek Lyle on the show last week. Um, right, so what did he get then, John? By the way, before, before you reveal it, John, I had a wee kick on Twitter. He got a pretty good response, did he know? He I did. thought it was brilliant. He did. He was was brilliant, 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 yeah, brilliant, brilliant stories. Um, uh, and he actually got the highest score of any guest we've ever had on on the Legends Lottery. He got 4.3. Fucking hell. So that, that takes Stephen on to 10.9. Oh. oh, 11.9. Sorry, I've done my maths wrong there. 11.9. And where am I sitting still? Zero points, Grado, because you've not booked on anyone yet. But right. it's your turn this week, so you might redeem yourself. Right. Wait a minute, hold on a wee second, right? Because we've had a wee conversation here about 
oh aye this that and blah 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 and John told me that he sent questions over for you for the Legends Lottery did John you get your get, did John get your guest again don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no don't. comment. I need to get Stevie back on this show, man. I just, maybe I'll go to open goal and I'll fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 lads. So, Gredo, have you managed to get somewhere this weekend? I have managed to get myself a Legends Lottery star. Don't get me wrong. Might have been a wee bung involved. Right, so this guy, Chris Toll, I'm going to try and give you the opportunity to guess. Um right. This boy played for the Buffs in 1997. Oh, uh, Jerry Polini. He, he, well, I'm, I'm hoping he knows old Jerry boy, surely he does. <laughs> but he only stayed there for a wee while before going on to have a lovely career in the Shire, Dunfermline, Alloa, Airbreaking, and he played most notably, in my opinion, for St Mirren, where he won the championship with them in 2000. I know who it is. I guess he's... I know who it is. They met uh, the minute he said the Shire. Scott you, you Walker. Know? If it's up there, I'll give you the plush myself. You're right, it's Scott Walker. There we go. Oh, what's happening? Shire legend. Scott, how you doing, my man? I'm oh, very well. Very well. Um, uh, how are you guys? Well, I've got a big question that's uh, been on my chest ever since. I mean, I would have been nine at the time, right? But why? Why? <laughs> why did why? you leave the buffs? Well, it was actually when I, when I was at Kilmarnock. I went there just to get some games. Did, was that through Jim McSherry? No, who was the manager at the time? Was it Norm McClucky or something? I, like that? I, 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 Alan McClucky, was he, he, was, uh, he was the owner, but his boy, Alan McClucky, played as well. I think Alan McClucky owned the Buffs, and Jim McSherry was the manager at the time. I could be wrong. Or, it was Bobby, or Bobby Dixon. I possibly so. But listen, only only went there to get kind of basically some games. and then just I left. to get you, get you ready for the big bad world. That's it. And I actually left Kilmarnock and went and played in Singapore uh, for a year. Really? What age were you, uh, when, you when you went to Singapore? I was 20. And then I came back from Singapore. And believe it or not, the, the season was finished in nine, November 1997. So I went from March to November the season in Singapore. I came back and I couldn't get a club because they were all, back then they'd all spoke, they spent their budgets. And uh, so I went... I went part time, believe it or not, which was a bit, bit of a, a bit of a blow to me because also I'd been full time for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and I went part time with East Stirling, and then I went, went to St Martin after that, and then St Martin to Fermline, and then you know carried on from there. Right. So what was that? What was that jump like then? Going for the third division to St Martin in the Championship. I take it that's when you did you go full time then, Scott? Bye. So I had a spell when I went from nineteen till twenty nineteen to nearly twenty one full time. And then um, part time for nearly a year, and then back full time. So um, I think it makes you hungrier when you have a shot of part time again, then go full time again because you want to be where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so the jump, I was ready for the jump because I was only training twice a week with the Shire, but every other day I was training full. I was training like a full time player. So I was making sure that my fitness levels and my strength were like a full-time player again, and that's what made the difference for me anyway to stand out on a Saturday. So what was it? What was your time at St Mirren like then? You played with a lot of really decent players, especially when you you won the division in year two thousand. You're playing with the likes of uh, Levetti and Yardley. Um, I think with Junior Mendes in the team as well. Junior Mendes, uh, Ricky Gillis, um, 
Aye, by Levetti, Tommy Turner, um, there was Ian Nicholson. Baltacha's, but was it from see there as well? Yeah, Sergei Baltacha. Aye, Sergei. Sergei Goldthat. He didn't play as much, big Sergei, but um, but listen, we were a bunch of guys who were kind of put together and expected to be, expected to be relegated in the first year. And then we were up in the up in the first year, you know. And I remember the manager putting that up in the on the board at the start of the season. Look, this is where the I don't remember what what um, what newspaper it was, but look, this is where the prediction is. And they predicted us to get relegated. And obviously, the first game of the season was Rangers away, and we beat them six one. So I think we kind of set the set the ball rolling right for day one. Straight away, you're top of the league, aren't you? What's that? <laughs> straight away, you're top of the league. Straight away, you know, 6 1 was a massive result. And it, a lot of credit has to go towards Tom Henry and John Coughlin at the time because they got us unbelievably fit. We were, I mean, the fittest I've probably ever been. And, you know, it was hard at the time, don't get me wrong. It's always hard, but this season was just so difficult to start the pre season. But when the season started, we were just wiping the floor with players, eh, wiping the floor with teams. Right. I mean, there's a lot of Paisley lads in that team as well, weren't there? Do you think that was a, a bit a key to to that team's success? I think it was, yeah. I think it was. And if you look back at, you know, a lot of the older teams way back when Scotland in general were doing pretty well as a nation, it was mm-hmm. a lot. A lot of clubs in Celtic and Dundee United. It was a lot of local players coming together to make a team. And St Mung were no different then. There was a lot of local lads, Barry McLaughlin, myself. So I was born in Paisley and grew up in Ralston. Um, Barry was, I think Barry was Johnston. Tommy Turner was Johnston. Um, and a number of other players as well. A big, big basher as well. So yeah, it definitely does help. But I think it also helped that every single Friday we were out for, uh, we were out for lunch together as a team, every player. Um, we socialised together. We, we what, kind of, what kind of lunches did you go for? <laughs> Big parties and that. Believe it or not, um, it was it was Indians, Chinese, and Italians. Did, did you ever go to that the Italian and Johnson Trattoria Roma? I think we did. Yeah. Jeez. And we can and you and and this is a Friday before a game. I think he's getting free courses and all that. Uh, usually two courses, mate. Right. Usually two. Aye. And what would, would, would you be your ideal kind of lunch? <laughs> if it was a, if it was an Italian, it'd be it'd be bruschetta. Right. And then a main course would be probably uh, seafood risotto for me, anyway. Oh, I love seafood risotto. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, getting back to the fit, but you obviously, unfortunately, uh, Scott, you go, um, he's were promoted, but and and that year he's done really well. He's got to the the, the league cup. Uh, semi-finals but he's got relegated that season as well how was that? Aye I think it was I think at one point we were 12 points clear of Dungeon United at one point but the, the biggest problem we had that season when we were up to the SPL was with far too many draws far too many draws Gregor. and I think at the time as well Tom Henry was a very single-minded manager we were putting a, a 3-5-2 quite a lot of the time and when you got up to, a, up to the Premier League from being in the first division Playing a 3-5-2 is quite challenging. I think you've got to try and maybe go... I would personally like to have played a 4-4-2, you know, and made it a wee bit more difficult for teams to break through us. But once the better players get get behind your five, five midfield, 
you know, the, the three defenders can be quite easily exposed. I just think there was, a, there was a number of things that year, but I think changing the system and maybe the board maybe should have spent a wee bit more money on um, guys that could put the ball in the back of the net just to keep us up. So what about your time at Dunfermline then? Because you, you went there and you spent a wee bit of time there. You played that team with, well, with that, that time at Dunfermline, the likes of Crawford, um, big Scott Wilson, centre-half. He's a copper now, isn't he? Um, yes, Barry man. Nicholson. and I think he is. He, is he a copper? He is a copper. Let's just hope he doesn't have to stand at his Celtic games anytime soon. Did you did you play the uh, big Craig Brewster? I did. I was very fortunate to have the, the Fairman side at the time and Jimmy Corner would had and Jimmy Nicol was I mean the list of players is was amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Craig Brewster, Stevie Crawford, Scott Thompson, um you know, uh, Big Lee Mullen as well, Gary mm-hmm. Mason, uh, Lee, Jason, uh, Jason Bear. The players were f- phenomenal. But Big Craig Brewster um, was just amazing, amazing to see in the same team. You know, right, well, he actually well, made, well, in my, my opinion, he made Stevie Crawford um, that year in the Scotland team. Cause yeah, how he played. That was such right. right. Definitely, without a doubt. And I, I used to love uh, watching Big Brewster playing, but I used to hate him when he played against us. Do you know that mm-hmm. way? Aye. Just a, a big, a big bullying centre, centre forward, a proper old school centre forward. But oh, you're, saying, you're saying there that uh, you like to, you, you would have preferred to play four four two rather than the three five two. Um, like just going back to that, you've got Crawford and um, Crawford and Brewster up front, right? You can go back, you can see Haley McCoyst, you can see Larson and Sutton and all that. Why do you think that four four two and the strike partnership in particular is Kind of fell away for the game. What, what's the reasoning behind that? The straight. Well, is that your view? The strike partnerships are fell away for the game. Well, I can't. I I couldn't name you a strike partnership now apart for the Barcelona one. Like you've got Liverpool, but they're not strikers really. They're more like wingers with one centre yeah. forward. I'm mean, like the big, the big man, wee man, like me and Gredo. Yep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got a hat trick first? <laughs> oh, definitely, Tom. If you put a couple of muffins in the goal, Gregor might get <laughs> And I actually do think that would work because I remember when I was about 10, 11, I was uh, part of Irvine Athletics Club. Um, yep. And you know, when we day cross country runs, I always remember my the athletics guy who, who spent most of his time with a guy called Fraser because he was like the fastest guy in Scotland. And obviously, I'm standing there as a kind of overweight, uh, prepubescent boy. <laughs> he um, he would say to me, he'd whisper into my ear before we'd done the cross country, Graham, just imagine there's a big steak pie at the end of this. <laughs> just imagine there's a big, you know, he'd spend so much time in Rails to all the technical words and do this, he would just go to me, just imagine there's a big steak pie. And I would come like 65th out of 65th in a big cross country. I just thought I'd tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I said the muffins is because when I was at Dunfermline, right, after training sessions, we used to get given, uh, there was obviously fresh fruit and lunches, but there was always muffins kicking about, right? And I do like a wee muffin then again. So they are. So um, I think there was one day I had, I had two and one of the boys, I think it was Nipper, Scott Thompson, he was a captain at the time. What a great guy in the dressing room he is. 
He says, is that you had two? And I says, I asked me two, and that was it. So I get called the muffin man at the film, right? <laughs> and, uh, and I remember one day, there was the old locker rooms, locker rooms you get in American films, or the swimming baths, the ones you have a key in your car. I came out of the train one morning, and the boys, had, the boys had literally filled it up with muffins. And I'd done that, opened it up, and it was like one of the cartoons, you know, the muffins fell on top of me. <laughs> That was quite funny. Right? Brilliant. Yeah, so, you know, I've always wanted to ask guests on this and I always keep forgetting it. And I don't think we've asked the question, but what was Jimmy Calderwood like as a manager in terms of his half time, he's only playing well. Does he go through the roof? What's, how does he react to players in, in, uh, in addressing them at half time? If we're, if we're losing. Aye. If we're played poorly. Um, if we're played poorly, yeah, he, he goes he goes tonto. Was he intimidating? Sorry? Was he intimidating or...? Ah, he would be, he would be. Uh, Jimmy was quite a... How did I say it? Character. Uh, he, would, he would blow up. Absolutely mm-hmm. blow up. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you don't, if, you didn't, if you weren't asked to do... If you weren't doing the job you were asked to do pre, pre-game or you were a defender, you, you, got a, you got a bit tight if you were a defender, obviously. He never used to show Stevie Crawford at all, a great clean booster. <laughs> never at all. If he was a defender, you're like, okay, hold on a minute here. We've missed three or four chances. We've lost one goal and I'm getting it tight, you know. <laughs> yeah, really good. I remember Lee Miller uh, telling us a story about him and uh, about Calderwood and he said that he would he would make you stand up and point out something wrong that somebody else done. Ah, he done that. Uh, I remember him doing that once. I can't remember who it was with, but... It's a case of like peer pressure. You know, sometimes peer pressure can make you perform better. Mm-hmm. It's a good managerial skill to have, but um, yeah, his, his, his preparation was good, really good. But Jimmy, Jimmy was funny. He was funny. Loved a suntan, as you know. Loved a suntan. <laughs> was the, did, you, did you see him go to the sunbed? Was he the, the sunbed's regular? Did he have one in the house? <laughs> he's, got he's, got he's got to have had one in the gaff, hasn't he? Oh, he's got to have one in the house. I had that in one of his car, have my idea that he had it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got on really well until the second year, and um, you know we had a bit of a fallout because he signed Scott Wilson from Blackpool, I think it was, you know, and um, I, I, in my in my opinion, I was kind of I was playing, I was enjoying myself playing, but there was always a Rangers connection with Jimmy, mm-hmm. and as soon as he Scott Wilson signed a guy like that coming in with a pedigree, um, Barry Nicholson as well. Bye bye. He played midfield, you know. So, aye, aye that's right. Uh, but you know, you shouldn't just play players because they play for certain clubs. You play players on the merit that they're playing well for the team. Mm-hmm. Aye, definitely. But I think it didn't Jimmy, work in that way. No, Jimmy. Jimmy's obviously. I, I always get the feeling that throughout his whole career, he was a bit of a frustrated Rangers manager. Mm. You know, I mean, he, he he wanted that job so much, so much, and yeah. he was always linked to it, wasn't he? Always, always linked, to it, yeah. Always linked. I think he, I think he lived. I think he was brought up around about that area, governing or something like that. He'd have been the only person in the eyebrows with a worse tan than Kenny Miller. <laughs> 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 He's had gonna be really peed off at me mentioning food again, right? <laughs> but you, as soon as you come on and you started speaking. You are the absolute spit ding, and even the way he talks to the guy in the chuck wagon and being Q and Stevenson. 
honestly, I swear to God, and God, he's gonna hate me for forgetting his name or not because he sometimes tunes in. But I, the Chuck Wagon, see this, and do you know what? I'm actually told. I'm um, next time I go for a burger, I'll get my video and talk, and you'll see the resemblance of Scott Walker. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> 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 So we got table tennis playing the players lounge, right? And um, I was pretty hopeless at table tennis. So we Gary Dempsey, maybe we Gary Dempsey. Aye. Played the Aberdeen as well. Mm-hmm. So him and we Hunty was Neil no hunt with a stick of sleeves, right? And it's uh, right, Scott, he's your turn the table tennis table. So if, if you got a granny, right, you had to do a forfeit, and I'm not telling you the forfeit now, but Anyway, I was granny this day with Gary Dempsey before training started at 10 o'clock in the morning. So my punishment was to run around East End Park after training with not a stitch on. <laughs> right? And I was like, listen, there's no way I'm doing that. No way. So we came back from training, got in there, and all the players were like, right, Scott, you need to get in the park. And I'm like, listen, I'm not doing it. No chance. And then Jimmy Calderwood and Jimmy Nickel got involved. Right, you've got to do it. It's part of the job. I'm your manager. You, you have to do it. So all I had on was a pair of football socks. <laughs> a pair of football socks. But, and I, you know, as I, as I came out the East End Park Tunnel, I took a left and went round, right round, right? All the, all the players are watching me in the tunnel. But as I came round, the director's windows, the hospitality windows, <laughs> there, there was a meeting going on. Believe it or not, or some oh, of the directors. No. So I'm running past the window with that. You did look. I said, John. That was so funny. So funny. <laughs> That's superb. That's superb. Were you, was that at the time when the, 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 the fake pitch was laid down, or was that before it? No, no, that was before that. It was still grass. Mm-hmm. Aye. So tell, me this, tell me this, Scott, Scott what, what do you do with yourself nowadays? Uh, I'm a sports therapist. You're a sports therapist, and what, what does that entail? Like, I, I, what's the what's the engine? Well, imagine, you imagine it's basically sports therapists and physios get different titles, obviously, but we kind of treat and assess and treat injuries in the same way. So I'm kind of doing the same as a physiotherapist does. Um, it's just a different way, different qualification, and a different governing body that I'm governed by. So I treat people from you know, um, you know, kids, teenagers, uh, up to geriatrics for any type of injury you can you can think of, um, and I, I treat them from my house in Alloa. So I've got more my business as well. So it's just called Scott Walker Sports Therapy. If you ever on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Scott, you've been a really good guest on today's show. Thanks for coming on and being one of our legends, Lottie. Um, I, I'm, every week we're supposed to get somebody on and this, you are basically my first guy to come on so thanks very much you've helped me out big time here mate so Scott tell me this Scott tell me this who contacted you was it Grado or John? it was Grado wasn't it? it was John what? you pair of bastards Cut. do you know Scott see when it's my turn on the Legends Lottery 
my nerves are jumping out my fucking head for the minute we stop recording to the minute I managed to get a hoodie somebody nah, to get on the show. And, and that bastard Grado hasn't bothered his arse for we started doing it this way. And I tell you what, Steve Lee, if you're getting, I don't think he should get points for this. this no, 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 no. Do you know what? I don't think he should get points for it either. Do you know why? You're in my team. I know, but listen to this, right? Because my mate, my best mate, Davey Ross, are you recording, no? Aye. Aye. Right, my, best, my best mate, Davey Ross, says, have you heard a, have you heard a football daft, Scotty? I went, nah. And I went on it. And she's, look at this, and he, was, he listens to it all the time. And he says, I'm going to get you on it. And I think he messaged John. And then oh, John, you never tell me that, John. <laughs> right, so I'm going to stick to John up as well, because John was messaging my mate, and then John contacted me, so... <laughs> Oh my God! Is it? It's like onion layers and layers are coming out of that story. <laughs> at all. It's, like, it's like the departed. <laughs> <laughs> Internal affairs. Yeah. So, well, John's, John's got my mate for he, John never done anything either. He was for <laughs> <laughs> Well, I tell you what, Scott. I'm going to be honest with you, mate. It's well been worth it, man. You've Definitely. Been uh, I love the stories, and thanks very, very much for coming on, mate. Hey, well, cheers, Scott. Scott. Thanks very much. No problem, guys. Thanks Thank you so much. Take care. Right, Paul. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. So there you go. That was my Legends Lottery. I managed to get a St. Mirren hero, a Shire hero, a Dunfermline hero, none other than Scott Walker. I think I don't know too bad managing to scour Scotland and produce <laughs> him for the Legends Lottery. I can't. I genuinely can't believe you, too, man. I feel ganged up on. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to phone Stevie after this. Fuck him. Like right, Stevie, listen, I know it's Leo's birthday, but we can't fucking tell you many because you've done it many days. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Right, so Gredo, we alluded to it earlier on. Um, you're sitting there in a Man City talk for back in the day. Correct. I'm sitting here in a 1990 Scotland away kit for Italia 90. Feels the good. First, the very first Scotland top that I ever owned, and I've managed to get a holiday again. The reason I've managed to get a holiday again is because of a company called 3 Retro. Now, if you're into your retro football tops, you need to know about 3retro.com. We've got a huge range of officially licensed retro football shirts and jackets for clubbing countries from the 50s all the way through to the 2000s. You can get Rangers. Celtic, in fact, hold on a wee second. You can get Celtic, Rangers, <laughs> Scotland, as well as loads of English, Italian, German, Spanish teams as well. If you're watching the YouTube version, you'll be able to see this. But I've got a Scotland 1990 away kit on. Uh, reminds me of Costa Rica, to be honest with you. But it's the very first jersey that I got, and I absolutely love it. My first Scotland, my first Scotland top. Who have you? What have you got on? Well, mate, I'm wearing the, the, the famous light blue 92-93 um, Manchester City tap. As you said earlier on, it reminds you of Hulk Hogan because it's got the brother tap over it. Um, this tap, I think it's a belt of a tap. Obviously, you, players that you think you right away, you're thinking of Niall Quinn. Who else, man? Andy Dibble, oh, I think, played with Man City that time as well, did he know? He never wore that jersey, but he was a fucking boy. <laughs> So three retro. You got, obviously you got your jersey for three retro. They offer worldwide delivery, and in the UK it's free on orders over fifty quid. The tops start at about twenty five pound. So you can get your, if you get yourself two jerseys, you get yourself free delivery. And I know again, 
one of the people that supports this podcast the most, Frank Brady, has already used this link because I sent it to him privately. Don't tell him, John. And he's got he's already got his jersey through. So you get it within a couple of days. It's a, uh, the one he went for was the Scotland 1982, the Spain 82 jersey. Nice. Remember the kind of the shiny blue one? Aye. Delta. Aye. Absolutely shiny delta. shorts and all. <laughs> That's right. Root shorts up to your boys. <laughs> so if you want to get if you want to get involved, uh, we've got links up on our social media channels uh, at Football Daft Pod on Twitter and just Football Daft on Facebook. You can get them at three. That's the number three retro all one word dot com. So it's three retro dot com. But please show your support for the podcast by ordering through the link that you'll find on our social media uh, services. So get kicked out for the new season and have your mates asking, where did you get that belt off my man? <laughs> I want a 3retro.com. Football dafts. Big question. It's to the big question, Toe. I don't know if you've seen the pitch at the weekend. You probably did. Uh, Kieran Tierney turning up for Arsenal's game against Sheffield United. Kieran, a Tesco bag with his kit in it. I thought that was superb. That's brilliant, isn't it? That's brilliant. Doesn't he forget the LRC sat on? A lot of respect for Kieran Tierney for using his, his Tesco bag. I don't know if it was a bag for life, but um, <laughs> it certainly wasn't any of the kind of bags that all the other troops had, the, your Louis Vuittons and stuff like that. That inspired our big question this week as we've we've asked people, have you ever spotted a football player in a shop and what were they buying? Have you ever seen them in a shop buying anything any football players? <laughs> I have, actually, I. I can imagine you have. Did you know so Paul McStay? I remember you telling me about Paul McStay buying new Mars bars and that shit. When you were <laughs> that was funny, but, uh, the one that I see, this was a belter, because my mate was in trying on a trying on a jersey in the dressing, and the, in the changing room, and fucking Lobo and Ravchick walked into uh, sp- uh, what's it, Greaves, Greaves Sports Greaves in the Sports. town. Mm-hmm. Right, but here's the thing, Lobo was buying football boots. No, I mean, surely you've got a sponsorship, Lobo. That's mad because I've been in with, with Ricky, and at the time he was in like, the Reses for Partick Fissel. In fact, I don't even think he was. I think he was in the youth team, and basically any time he wanted, he could turn up to Greaves and pick whatever bit he wanted. Well, maybe that's what it was. Maybe he wasn't paying for them. Right. But he was he was looking through the shoes, and you know that way. Remember, Greaves used to have like the big folders, the big wooden folders. Loved that, mate. That was such a buzz going into the, into the tune with your mom and, and oh, looking and looking through the Greaves taps. They were brilliant, weren't they? You would, you would get pure excited and you'd end up with a jersey that you'd never even heard of the team before. Aye, like the Blackpool fucking goalie tap or something like that. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I'm trying to any other time I've seen a football player on a show, I remember seeing... I've, I've got an obsession with coconut moisturiser and all that, right? I love eating coconut. I love bounties. I love... Um, Cocoa butter or that shit, and that that stemmed for seeing Andrew Kinsalskis in the Rangers show when I was young, and him just smelling a coconuts. I just thought, wow, man, what a smell! <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> so that's that's always stayed with me. But we're going to look at some of the listener suggestions. Uh, Stevie Nielsen says he used to see Johnny Hayes in the co-op in Lennox Town quite a lot. He once seen him buy two packets of Lurpak pack in the same basket. He must have been on a few quid at Celtic. He's got a point in there, man. Lurpak's dear. Eyes, mate, but see, if you're buying love pack, go to the co-op, they always do two-for-one deals on it. And that's oh, you know that, you know. <laughs> mate, because I remember when I first moved out of the house and I'd done my first show, and I was thinking, four pounds for fucking butter? I couldn't oh, make it the price of love pack. I know, it's your berries, but I know. You see oh, love pack I... on a piece of chips? Oh, oh my God, love pack on anything, man. How empty can go back to that flourish, right? 
They should um, change the name of this to Footballer. Anyway, Billy Johnson says he saw Arthur Newman and W. H. Smith and Livingston reading the Sunday Mail at the newsstands to save him buying one. Lol. <laughs> Craig McLean says he met Andy Gorham in a wee shop in Forth. He was buying a lottery ticket and was in for a carrier on my, he was in for a carrier on his way home for work. <laughs> buying a lottery ticket. Drink you won it? I don't think he won I'm it. saying no, mate. I'm gonna go for no. <laughs> Gavin Duff says he was in a chip shop in Aloha at the same time as Arlen Hansen about twenty years ago, ordering a fish supper. Stephen McAllister says Willow Flood when he played for Celtic. In Sports Direct and Silverbomb buying a Celtic top. That's so a weird one, isn't it? Why? First of all, why would you buy a Celtic top when you play for Celtic? And secondly, why are you buying out of Sports Direct? No, I mean, get out of the Celtic shop, you dafty. Surely, as a player, you're able to buy or at least get any tap you want. Again, I'm pure casting up my mate. But I remember when Ricky played for Partick Thistle and we were all going to, I think it was Magaluf one year. And I mean, every one is was decked out in Partick Thistle gear. And it was a year when they brought out the, the pink strip and I had the goalie tap and there was a training tap. I mean, everybody was rigged out in all the party gear. Right. No. Right, um, so the cable guy um, met Kerry Butcher in Upper Crust and Motherwell. Shout out to Upper Crust are going through a wee bit of problems just now. No, Upper Crust isn't part of the Upper Crust chain. But um, one morning buying a sandwich in Upper Crust and Motherwell, he met Terry Butcher. He said to him, it was a, it was a cracking day for football. He replied, Every day is a great day for football. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Terry Butcher, isn't it? Terry Butcher, that I wonder is. If he, I wonder if he should be bust open in the, in the fucking sandwich shop. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, have a, I'll have a panini hen. <laughs> you need to get that sinked. Craig, Craig Murray says, Fraser Wisher and Henry Healy's buying sausage rolls. He was playing for Rangers at the time. Uh, Anish Tullock seen Stephen Thompson at JD Sports and Brayhead Shopping Centre. He was at the sales rack. He actually had a wee chat about who would be the next St. Man manager just not long before Jim, Good, uh, Jim Goodman was announced. Matt Stewart says, Pat McGinley in Halfords trying to buy a bike and arguing with me for a discount. I'm taking it, Matt. What? In, in Halfords at the time? No, he just wanted a discount. I'm so fine. They're going to pay 20% of this for me, my man. <laughs> 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 brilliant. He met Andreas Tom in sports soccer in East Kilbride buying rollerblades. <laughs> I always had Andy Tom down as a rollerblader. I don't know if he is. <laughs> Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com. It's now time for our Beer 52 teaser for your chance to win a case of beer. All you need to do is answer the question that we put to you. Last week, we asked you this. Andy Robertson became only the fifth Scot to win the English Premiership with Liverpool. Can you name three of the other four? So the answers, have you got anyone you told? I, I knew Brian McClure straight away as soon Brian as John McClure's said there. it. And, and Darren Fletcher. Darren Fletcher's there. Um, um, a good one that know. totally went right over my head. Um, Colin Hendry. Aye. Um, Aye. We've also got Darren Ferguson. Now, a lot of people say Andy Gorham, but he only played two games for Man United, so he didn't qualify. And Kevin Gallagher wasn't at Blackburn when they won it. A lot of folk, uh, I think, thought that Kevin Gallagher was one of these players as well. But unfortunately, he was exempt as he never played for them at that time. But congratulations to Alan Raphael, who nailed it. Well That's done, a Alan. Cool name, isn't it? Mm. That's a cool name. Hey, Alan Raphael, wasn't it? Really? 
he's he's kind of like a Scottish Italian. Kind of Brooklyn, not it? Brooklyn, fucking New York. Hey, look out! There's fucking Ellen Raphael. <laughs> <laughs> Where's he? He's in Fifty Fourth Street. You missed him. He's in Fifty Fourth Street. Yeah, yeah. Is he with? Is he with Raphael? I ain't going near those bastards. <laughs> this week, you need to guess this footballer to win the beer. So here it goes. I am a Champions League winner who had two spells in England and one in Scotland. I scored 25 Premiership goals in 64 appearances and I played in France before retiring in 2005. Who am I? Any ideas, Tull? I know the, the very first name that came to my mind, I think it's wrong because I don't think he won the Champions League. Uh, it was Tony Cascarino, but I don't think that's right. Mm, that's that's wrong. in 2005. Oh, I, I, I retired long before that, didn't mm, I? That's something. A Champions League um, winner in two spells, I think. I don't know. Uh, so how do, how do you enter on this anyway? Well, you can enter by commenting on the link on the Football Daft Facebook page or you can tweet your answer to at Football Daft Pod. Winners must be over 18 and stay in the UK. Beer 52 is a monthly subscription service for beer, which they source from some of the greatest small batch breweries around the world. And you can get free beer from them right now. All you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash staff, and we can sort out free beers if you just cover the full 95 postage. So just go to beer52.com slash daft. That's the word beer and numbers five and two.com to get your first case of beers for free. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to welcome an absolute legend of the Scottish game. Um, he's won every division in Scotland, apart from the Premier League, with Fenland and Livingston. And in 2007, he was made a member of the British Empire for his services to sport. He's also the Lord Provost of the Kingdom of Fife. He's the one and only Mr Jim Leishman. Jim, welcome to the show. Thanks for doing it, man. Oh, no, great. Thanks for asking, guys. It's really nice to talk about football. Okay, well, I do. I, I'm, I'm not doing if I want to talk about football. I see. First of all, I, are you still writing poems, Biggin? Of course. Right. Of course. I need advice. I've got to learn that. What's that big long one, too? Tam Right. I've got. I've been booked to do this time of shanter, right? But I've got to do it in about a fortnight's time. Am I going to yeah. learn all that in a fortnight? Ah, easy. Seriously. Ah, easy. What today, right? right tell me what today. Record that. Right. Right. Get your book out and record that. So you can play it in the car. And see when you're driving to things and you're you're bored with shove it on and go shoot it in your head. Right. Do you can any time I shan't do you know all? No, no, no. What is what is your favourite poem? My favourite poem is Jock Steen. The silence over victory was there to be seen when the news was announced of the death of Jock Steen. Stunned were the fans to a moment before had given way to a victorious roar. Remorse and regret on each man's face at the passing of Jock from our earthly race. Never had an army got such a shock as this tapping army that idolised Jock. And there's about another five or six verses here. That's brilliant, man. Have you, have you ever read that at, at like a function at that, Jim? Have you ever read that at like a function? Do you read that? Do you read that? Do you perform that one? Sometimes I've got the Celtic ones. Right, right. No, right. very often. That sounds right. good, man. I'll need to get you. Need to get you on our live show if we do one. You can give, the, give the audience a wee rendition of eh, a couple of your poems. What would you make of that? Well, no, a funny thing. I'll give you a funny story, right? See, when I was a manager at Dunfermline, Aye. the first time, right? When I started all the poems about, uh, it was on Sky Sports and 
oh Lord, oh Lord, you know the dangers each time you go and play the Rangers. I fell into the Rangers one. What a thrill to beat the soonest man. I'm filming one two nine the next day. Rangers scoring I remember that. I remember it. It was like when you started doing the poems, it was on every week, wasn't it? On like the Scotland today and all that. Aye, aye, right. Saints and Greavesy. The story I was going to tell you, boys, right? Chick Young and Hazel Levin were working there. And Hazel was doing that. I think we were playing Celtic or something. And she was driving through to Kelty Bridge where I stayed at the time. And Chick phoned me. He says, uh, he says, Leash, Hazel's coming through and she's going to do you an interview as a poem. Right? Uh-huh. I said, Chick, have, have you got the poem? And he read it out to me. So when Hazel did a wee poem, I replied right away in verse and she thought I'd made it up. She thought <laughs> I'd made it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jim, um, you played when you, when you started out as a football, you played uh, for the infirmary and can. Uh, Cowden Beef as well. Um, were you any good? I, I'd played, I played the, the, for the youth team, under-18s, with people like Kenny Burns, Gordon Smith, Jim Stewart was a goalie, mm-hmm. um, Stevie Finnison, uh, Frankie Gray. So we had quite a good uh, youth team. I felt I had quite a good youth bonus at the time, so I was doing okay. When I finished my career, I, I was only 28, I broke my leg against Hertz when I was 20. Compound fracture. So that, that ended it, really. I was never going to be... I was never going to fulfill uh, my ambition. I was never going to get... Uh, I, I, I knew I was right. going to do it in England at some time. Right. Well, actually, that's what I was going to... I was going to move on to that there, uh, talk about your, your career getting cut short. But um, you ended up being the manager at the firm when at 28 year old. Now, that's, that's unhealthy at that time. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. even unhealthy now, uh, such, young, such young coaches. How did, how did you manage to adapt to the management? I, I just had to learn, eh? <laughs> I, I, did, I just had to learn because I was so naive. And My first uh, management job, I was Oakley Juniors for three months. Then I moved to Kelty. Kelty Hearts? Kelty, uh, and I got the Kelty Hearts job, eh? The first manager there. And I was enjoying it. And then I got asked Andy Rowland that played with Dundee United, I remember. He was a manager at Cowdenbeath. And he asked me to be his assistant manager at 26-year-old at Cowdenbeath. But he, uh, he, he got humped out. So <laughs> I, got, I got humped out right after me. And then I went, went back to Kelly. Then I became the youth coach at Dunfermline, under-18s, with Pat Stanton. And I took the youth team. And then... And then uh, Pat left to go to Hibs, Tamford side come and made me the, 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 the reserve team coach. And Tam only lasted a year and a half. And then they gave me, I got interviewed for the big team. So you, know, you, you, took o- you took over the first team. You absolutely coasted it your first two seasons, didn't you? Straight into the Premier League for the second division. Um, you, you're a, obviously, you're an absolute legend in, in Dunfermline. And that, that had a huge part in cementing your legacy as a legend. And in Fairman. So what was what was that like? And what was the what was the um the atmosphere around the town and around the club like at the time? See, see when I first came over, guys, uh, there were thirty eight teams in Scottish football, eh? Thirty eight teams and I uh, I, I took over and my, my first I, I remember my first talk, because as I say, I was a young boy, a lot of the boys were older than me, eh? I went in the dressing room, it all went quiet and I said, Right lads, 
we're 34th top. <laughs> that's what I said. That's what I said to the team, right? Lads, we're 34th top. But they laughed as well, eh? Aye. Instead of being negative, saying we're fourth bottom, <clears throat> the boys knew what I was saying. Aye. 34th top's crap. But it was a point, look, look, there's 33 steps on our journey. Come on, how many steps can we take? Okay, that was the type of thing. Did you ever but, get any shite off, off of players because you were younger, oh, younger than them? Well, not because I was younger, no. Right. Because I put the time in, eh? Right, so they respected well, you? Aye, I, I, you know, I was there seven days a week at the start, eh? And, and I was always trying to sign players, better players. I remember I took over in October, and at the end of that season, I, I let 11 players go. And I didn't have a regret, eh? I didn't, I didn't say, oh, what a shame. Because obviously they weren't putting in the work that you were putting in, Jim. So. They weren't good enough. Because no. no, I, I remember I was at Dunfermline in the, the, late, the late 60s when they won the Scottish and European Games and semi-final European Cup Winners' Cup. So that's when I was there. That's what I remember, eh? And I was wanting... I, I was never at that time thinking I'm going to go back and do that. But I was wanting them to have a bit more respect than what they were getting, eh? Aye. Well, I, I mean, at that time you were you were bringing in huge crowds at Dunfermline. I mean, you were getting over thirteen thousand. That's that's unhealthy um, now, you know. Uh, with, with teams like Dunfermline, no disrespect. But do you think there's ever any a chance that they'll ever get back to bringing in crowds like that? Because it it technically it should be a one team town. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. If we get back to the Premier League, which is our goal or aim, uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get crowds like that again. Because there is a fan base out there. Um, my first season, my first full season, we finished third top. The next year we won the championship. Then the next year we uh, we uh, got promotion, consecutive years to the Premier League. My first year, my first full year, we got 22,000 fans. 22,000 fans spent eight quid. In the second division? That's and, and, mad. At the second division. That's and, crazy. And then when I went to the Premier League, my first year in the Premier League, we were getting £220,000, 12 quid. That was the difference. We went from 22000 to £220,000. Over, over the full season? I thought you, were, you said you were getting 22000 again there. I was like, no, 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 sorry, sorry. <laughs> 22000 for the full year. Eh? You divide that by 18 teams. Eh? My first game, my first game in charge of Dunfermline, my first official game against Queen of the South, there was 679 fans here. 50 of them were comps, eh? nah. And the rest were my family. Was there any other football managers through your years that you just really couldn't stand? Oh. Uh, you want to know? No, no, really. No, no. Nah. Really? You've never, you never had a, a run-in nah. with a manager? Oh, where, John Hughes, big yogi. Right, aye, aye. I stood up to Yogi outside, outside the dugouts at Falkirk when he was a Falkirk manager. Big mistake. How happened? As soon as he said, I'm going to bang you, I just sat down, eh? Did you shake yourself? <laughs> Did you shake yourself? Uh, oh, I was a fool. He's, a, he's somebody, a great pal of mine, eh? Oh, hey, come on, you know, take a job, big Yogi. But, uh, <laughs> See, I, don't, I don't fancy going one-on-one no. with him, Jim. He's a big boy. Oh, right. But see, see, I was maybe lucky, eh? See, at the time, the hair dryer boys, eh? Aye. Fergie, Jim McLean, through in Glasgow, you had uh, John Gregg, Joe well, they both, I was that young compared to them. They were all experienced boys. 
in, in their 40s and whatever, 50s. So they, they looked at this young pup for five and they didn't take it serious till quarter to five, eh? You know, I beat them all, eh? I beat them all. Uh, Do you know that's something that you can say? I mean, like you've you've got a victory over everybody, haven't you? Aye, Jim McLean. My my first year going up, uh, I never beat Dundee United when we went up and got relegated in the first year. That was the only team we didn't beat Dundee United in the league. Uh, We beat the rest: Celtic, Aberdeen, Dundee United, Hibs, Hibs, and more. Jim McLean was the only team we never beat in the, 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 the games. But then See, we went up the second time, the, the next time, not the next season, but the season after, uh, we beat them all. See how outside, like a, you know, a, a match where it's a, you've avoided relegation or you've been promoted, what would you say is your, your favourite ever win? Dundee United, Tannadice. Right. Uh, a a two-core with three games to go. And the, the directors were in the, the boardroom. I mind sitting in the boardroom when they asked me to take care And they were preparing for the first division. They were preparing to go into the first division, getting relegated and their budgets, who's, who they were going to get paid off. And right. and I said, Jim, take it for three games. And I went to the players and I said, we can still stay up here. And I did this. And I did a, a wee motivational thing to them about, about their inner cells eh, and what they can achieve. If they... And the first game was against Dundee. Uh, East End and Jim Duffick. I mean, Jim, was, it was a funny situation, right? Why this was important to me. In the papers that week, there were four managers' photographs. It was me, Gordon Chisholm, Jim Duffy, and Richard Goff. And it says, one of these guys is going down, right? One of these guys is going down. So the first game, I mind Jim saying, ah, what's all the first? Jim Leishman's no playing in the morning. So but we beat them 5 nothing, eh? He can't have somebody do it at time up, you know what I mean? And, uh, and then, and then uh, we went off the bottom of the league by, by one point. Next week, the four guys are still in the paper and we played Dundee United at Tanadice. Now, we played on the Sunday because Dundee played in Vernes on the Saturday at Dens uh, Park and they drew 1 1. So we went. Two games ago, we went back to the bottom of the league. We hadn't won an away game. Uh, we hadn't won two games on the trot all season, eh? So we went up there. And again, we motivated the boys and all this. We did what we had to do and we beat them one nothing, eh? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So that was uh, six goals for nothing again. So... Last game we had to get beat seven nine for Kilmarnock away. But we go, we're getting beat four nine with twenty five minutes to go. My gear, my leaks were great that year because the dung it went in it. <laughs> <laughs> but that was amazing. That was called the Great Escape, eh? That uh, was called I, the Great I, Escape. The Rangers game, two Rangers games, beating Graham Soonis, and that that was uh, 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 Graham's revolution, the Soonis revolution. Mm. You know, the Fenland first time up Scottish Cup, and you're playing against uh, uh, Terry Butcher, Chris Woods, um, Alan McCoy, Ian Jarran, uh, Gary uh, Stevens, Gary Stevens, all these guys. Alan McCoy, great. Man. And uh, you know we're, as I say, we're we're finding our feet again. We're coming back again, but to to beat Rangers too, man. And 
and, and the other great game for me was 1972 at Ibrox, uh, the year Rangers won the, the European Cup Winners' Cup in Barcelona, beating Moscow the Dynamo. We played them a week and a half before on the, the Thursday night. And again, Don Fellman's trying to uh, avoid relegation. And uh, I was playing I was playing midfield. And, uh, we went to Ibrox, we won 4-3. And I scored the fourth goal, eh? Yeah, you scored the winner against Rangers. Uh, uh, I, that's the last time Don had won there, eh? Is that right? They haven't won there. We've, we've, we've won at Parquet two or three times. Uh, I don't the remember the ones, Jim. <laughs> no, you don't mind the party ones. No, I don't mind. I mind the Rangers ones. I don't remember the Celtic ones. <laughs> well, listen, here, here, here's one for you. The Jumiar League medal, Celtic. Did you know that? How come? I was a top goal scorer for a week. <laughs> I was a Celtic's top goal scorer for a week in the league. Did you score own goals or something? Aye, right. played Celtic at uh, East End. And Celtic won 3 2. I scored the third goal, right? <laughs> and the next week in the programme at Parkhead, right, the Celtic programme, top goal scorer, Leishman, Hood, and Wallace. Right? <laughs> and they've no sent me, I think they won the league by one point that year, and they've no sent them a medal. There you go, there you go. I didn't get a bonus or nothing. You get on to them, you. I, I will <laughs> go on to them, Jim, don't you worry, I'll go on to them. It was Jim bonus for that year. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, they, they, they firmly then tried to move you upstairs. Aye. And eventually it, it caused to you leaving, uh, did firmly completely. Um, it must have been a hard decision to make, eh? Because you love the club, well, you love, still love the club to this day, but um, it must have been a hard decision for you. Aye, aye, aye. I think... It wasn't handled properly. It wasn't handled properly. If you go and talk to the, the, the directors for that time, they realise uh, they, didn't, they didn't do it properly. Uh, one of the things I see that I have no experience in European football eh, as a manager, no. there was a lot of the, all the, all the baggage was coming out and all the rubbish about you know, this and all that. Yeah. All, all I said to them was, how can I have not been doing a good job in their mind? The new directors come in and they wanted their own man fine. No problem, that's football. And in November, I go, they gave me a five, five thousand pound pay rise during the season. And I, I'm saying, so how, why did you do that for not doing a good job? Eh? But you move on, no regrets. But I, I, I shed a tear, I shed a tear uh, uh, through in Kelly, Kelly Bridge uh, when I was, I was I was gutted because that was my life. Eh? That's, that's, that's just natural. See, have you ever have you ever been in a team, Jim, where you thought I've lost this dressing room? No. Never. Never. Montrose. Montrose, I'm telling a lie. If I'm being totally honest, if, uh, you know, Montrose was one of the best chairmen that I've had. Ryan Keith for Bonacord Glass and uh, um, a two core there. And there are three factions up there. You you, you had the, the northern guys, Aberdeen guys. The, the the Dundee side guys and Fife and Lothian guys and so I, I felt I was getting two of them together but no the three groups together and my heart my, BP, my, my youth team got to the semi-final of the BP Youth Cup I just started that up we got to the semi-final of the Challenge Cup uh, we'll be off in Morton an extra time and uh, but I couldn't get I couldn't get them going in the league at all so I went up to Aberdeen on the on the Sunday, I met the chairman. He wanted me to stay to the end of the season and we'll see how it panned out. And I said to him, look, I'm not enjoying it. If I'm not enjoying it, I'm not putting my head and soul into it. 
the boys are no playing for us, so so I thanked him for his opportunity, and that, I thought that was me finished. Eh? Mm. But then I went to Livingston. I got I got the Livingston job, and they were in the third division, eh? and that was just. Ah, that. You, you done all right, you lovely, didn't you? Aye. No, but nice season, you know, boys. I know, I know. I remember it well. That was another one. Aye. like um, you you were on you were on the telly loads when you Aye. were at Livingston as well. And we're a star. That was great. It, Jim, do you know what? It's, honest to God, man, it's but I, I, when John tells us that you were coming on the show, mate, I was absolutely buzzing because yeah. I remember all that. Remember, like a game of two halves and all that. Aye, aye, aye. You were on that. I remember well, that. I, I was Dennis Law, me and Dennis Law. That's right. Christy, you know that, right? You, we're, we're now talking about Livingston, and I did the same at Dunfermline. Eh? Aye. The players, what a difference players make at, at Dunfermline, McCarthy. And Big Watson, they got a players group together and they did all the social things with the kids and whatever. And when we were at Livingston, Motorola were the sponsors and they, they, they would give the schools a video or something. And we went to every primary school in West Lothian. That's what every, it's all about. Every, every primary school. But no, just myself. Do you know the thing is that that's a big party why we're not getting these quality of players coming through now because. The teams only is involved in their in their their areas. Mm -hmm. They're involved in their their own like uh, what would you call it? Their own communities, mm. and you don't get the players going to schools and stuff like that anymore. There's a big difference here, Chris. See, Livingston is a community team. Fairland is a community team, but we made them a team in the community. Aye. Right. You understand the difference, boys? Eh? We went out to the community rather than just saying, oh, our community team, our local teams, Livingston, our local teams, Dunfermline. We were the community team that went into the community. And I say to the players, I say to them, see if you do this, boys. See if you go out and meet the punters and go to their, their functions. At the right times, I'm not talking about Friday nights and whatever, I'm talking about the right times. See if you get it. See when it gets tough, you'll stick by you. Because they know that you care, Aye. and that—that that was my principle. That was my. You're one of them. That was my thoughts with him. The first time I went back to Livingston as a as a, a guest, I got a stand ovation, and that meant more to me than everything. You know, they the, the, the appreciate what we did as a team. Eh? I don't think that there's any club that you've been a part of that you could go back to that you wouldn't receive that sort of. Uh, maybe Montrose. <laughs> 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 Chris, obviously we are uh, mega wrestling fans, mm -hmm. and when a wrestler gets your, their haircut, you're like, what? Ah, what? Where they get their haircut? Did anybody react to that to you, Jim, when you shaved off your tash? Aye. Was folk gutted? Aye, aye. I went name it. I was uh, Andy Todd's testimonial, eh? And uh, I got set up with Greg Shields and we, Mark Burchill. Aye. aye. Uh, we're going, and then. They shout it, 500 pounds for your moustache. <laughs> get on you, we virtually. I think he was half Jake to be shite. And then, sounds a bit right. And after no, no, and somebody, thank Grace, I went up to about two grand, eh? And uh, I went to Andy's testimonial. That's probably so that is amazing. I didn't know that. That's, that's, Tell, that's me that's Tell me that's one. Tell me that's one, Jim. Did you bump into him and they've went like that? Something different about you. <laughs> or I think I oh, recognise hey. you. <laughs> <laughs> in the morning, when, I went to him, my wife was in her bed because I, 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 I 
him about one o'clock in the morning. So woke in the morning, she's looking at me. She'd never seen that, honey. She, she was looking at me. She shaved my stash off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jim, I didn't, I didn't realise that your son-in-law was Gordon, Gordon Smart. Aye, uh, I didn't realise that either. <laughs> <laughs> you, usually you've been exposed to some kind of uh, A-list celebrities then, have you know? Oh, aye. Uh, have you? Uh, Tell us. The, uh, Gordon was, a, when he was a showbiz editor of The Sun. Aye, uh, Bingo's got a big wigs, didn't he? Aye, and uh, his house up at Tellerai, it's only maybe two miles from Tea in the Park. And uh, uh, all the guys, uh, they used to come to Gordon's house, the wee minibus, Gordon got a wee minibus between the racks or before it or just whatever, come out and my son, Jamie, he would have the barbecue on, eh? And I went up, Kasabian were playing, right? They were the headliners. So I went up and there was a football game on, a World Cup game, I can't mind. So we were in there. It was Italy versus France. It was a World Cup final. I remember that's that. That's right, that's right. I remember that day. And uh, I'm sitting, I'm, I'm sitting with, uh, oh, what's his name? The, the, the guy that writes all his songs. Kasabian. Serge. I was sitting with Serge, eh? I'm having a beer <laughs> or whatever. I'm sitting talking away. And I, I was dying to tell my pals. So I went out to the tent and I, and who's standing at the fence next to me with suds to madness, eh? I oh, saying, oh, I know, eh? I'm like this. I'm like this. I'm in my glory. Eh? How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm like, oh, and he's, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a great guy. I'm like a wee boy. Now, listen, this is a story, right? So, Gordon, Gordon, <laughs> has got us backstage for the gig. And you, you know the main stage, right? Aye. At the side, there are the huge amplifiers. You know, you, you can... St so I'm standing behind the amplifier, and I'm phoning my mates. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Ah, you're up there. She says, watch your telly. Watch your telly. <laughs> so I goes out to the mic. This thing, this thing. You did that. I'm going to get me whoop. I got chucked to it. <laughs> you get chucked to it in the park. I was going to give them a drifters one, but nah. <laughs> <laughs> I've met a loads. Met loads uh, of people. Oh, that's tremendous. And then oh, yeah. you went to think we as well, you remember of the British Empire? Gordon Banks. Oh. Fergie. Aye, oh, great man. Great. But they, yeah, all, well. you, they all want to meet me, that's the difference, eh? <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason why I do this podcast, Jim. I knew we were getting you on one week. <laughs> oh, great, man. Uh, so listen, uh, I've heard that when you're in a, if you're in a bar or if you're walking down the street or somewhere and somebody like, stops you and says, oh, Jim, how you doing? And they've got their missies with them. And the missies doesn't know who you are. What's the line that, what's the line that you give them, Jim? Google me, him. Giggle me in. Giggle me in. That's on a t-shirt. That's brilliant. Giggle me in. That's going to be a football daft t-shirt, I think. Giggle me in. Giggle me in. That's it. No. What do you reckon then, Jim? Jank and Fairman have got any chance of winning the championship this season? Why no? We've all got a chance at the start of the season, eh? And We've had a board meeting today and we're talking about the future and it's been a hard time, eh? But... We're trying to get ready and give it a go, as we do always, eh? And when, when I took her, uh, you know, they were, they were so pleased that they won the second division championship. I couldn't believe it. 
And I played we're, we're in, we're playing, you're playing Bordeaux, Anderlecht, Olympiacos in the European Cup Winners Cup, and then we go beat Afi, we go beat Afi one time in Czech, we're in the five cup uh, semi final. That's a bad deal. <laughs> well, it was on penalties, though, it was on penalties. Oh, that's all right then, that's uh, all right then. So, listen, Jim, it's been absolutely brilliant having you on. Yep. Thanks very much for coming on. But what we do on Football Daft every week is we do a 90 second Football Daft quiz. Right now, I think you're quite a knowledgeable guy, and I think you're going to do all right at this. But um, I'll let you give you a wee rundown of the people that are on the list so far, okay? Right, we've got Mark Wilson, who's at the top yeah. of the leaderboard with 14 answers, 14 correct answers, I should say. Uh, then we've got the good doctor, Kenny Duker, um, he's just behind them with 13. Barry Ferguson and Owen Coyle are on 12. Other scores include Murdo McLeod on 10, Lauren Shankland on 7, Frank McAvenny and Campbell on five. Falkirk manager David McCracken is the strongest man in Scottish football because he's holding up the rest of the table with one point. You get one right, Jim. So see if you don't beat him. I'm, I'm going right. to be gutted. I'm going to be gutted to be well, honest. I've been kind to you, boys. So make the questions easy. Right. Well, Gredo's going to be asking right. you the questions. So um, are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. If you're ready to go, John, are you ready to go? Yep. What club did Rangers sign John McLaughlin from? Chelsea. What's the name of Berwick Rangers' ground? Sorry? What, what's the name of Berwick Rangers' ground? Shieldfield Park. Which player has just joined Celtic from Southampton for a year? Uh, a trialist. In what year did, did you manage Inverness? Oh yeah, boy. 1990... 1991 season. When was the last 90, time... 90, when was the last uh, 91. time... 91. 91, right. When was the last time the Fenland beat Rangers at Ibrox and who scored the winning goal? 1972, 81st minute, Govan End and the goal scorer, the winning goal was Jim Leishman. <laughs> What nationality was Hearts Roman Bednar? I missed the start of that. Ro what, uh, Roman what, nation what nationality was Hearts Roman Bednar? I Italian. What league did Peter Head play in? What, li what league did Peter Head play in? The Scottish Third Division. No, they got promotion. Second Division, sorry. Name two of the teams involved in the English League One playoffs. Uh, Barry Nicholson's team. Uh, uh, Barry Nicholson, who, who's, who's he? Oh, Christ. No, I can't mind. But it's Barry Nicholson's assistant manager, his team. Which team did Dunfermline beat in the 2009 Scottish Cup semi final? Hibs. Hibs. <laughs> that's unfair, because you get breaking up. I, I could I've get got, a two, a two bonus honest, points. Right. How are we doing, I said, because that's shite. If but no, I'll tell, you what, I'll, I'll tell you what, wait a minute, hold on, because he was breaking up a lot. Was he, wasn't, he wasn't, no, no, he wasn't, he was, he was fine, it's fine. John, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> John, what team do you support? Um, John, can I tell him what team do you support, He's a John? Cook. He's a Falkirk eh? supporter, Jim. He Actually, says he used to sing bad songs about you. 
So he hey, by the way, see before he come on, he says he used to sing some terrible songs about Jim Leishman. <laughs> well, we didn't get really get time. Jim didn't get time. I'll give him the last question again because I think it broke. Don't try and butter him up, John. No, no, I'm going to give, last time. I'm gonna give Jim the last question again, okay? Right, okay. Broke up. Which team beat Dunfermline in the 2009 Scottish Cup semi-final, Jim? Think about it. God, what team beat them for Falkirk? Sorry. Oh, well done. You got that one. We'll give you that one. Nah, Thanks very much. Away you go, you That's brilliant. That's brilliant. I'll so, give you... Can I get one last story in about Falkirk? Aye. A quick story. The time I was at Dunfermline when I got home to it, right? John Lambie was the manager at Falkirk. And John was a good... It was a, a good, uh, good part of mine, John, eh? They phoned me up, Jim. Uh, they were playing Dundee on the Tuesday. Jim, come through as my guest. So I went through, and uh, when I went upstairs in the stand, the Falkirk stand, all the uh, across at the shed, right? All the Falkirk fans that were circulating that I was in, in the crowd. So I just, I'd left them filming on the, the, the set of there somewhere. So all the, the Falkirk punter stuff that's shining. On the dole, on the dole, on the dole. <laughs> <laughs> Rotten gates. I'll never forgive them for that. You, know? <laughs> you were, John, you were one of them. I might have, been, I might have just been one of them. The <laughs> thing is, you Jim, now you can sugar your wee medal that you got for being an MBE. Okay. You'll uh, never, uh, you'll uh, never uh, be uh, on the dole again, my man. Can I get another story? Guys? I've got loads of people folk, okay? Alec Totten. Jim Jeffries is in charge with Billy Brune at Falkirk, and they had a, a, a youth dinner at the Park Hotel. And Alec Totten phoned this. Jim, will you come as a, a, a guest speaker? And we'll get a laugh with the punters, eh? I says, I neighbour, I'll do that for you, Alec. So I went, and uh, what, what was his chairman? What was the chairman's name at that time? Fulston. Nah, George Fulston was the chairman. So I did my bit. Now, <clears throat> George is doing, he's doing the auction, right? and uh, raise money for the youth team. So I says, Chairman, can I, can, I, uh, can I help you raise money for the youth team? He says, I agree. So I, I grabs the mic and I brings the first of us in championship medal out. If you remember, John, the last game of the season, you were at Forfar. We played Meadowbank Thistle. You just got beat 3-1. We drew. So we won the league on the last yeah, game of the season. So I says, and I'm showing the Falkirk punters, look, this medal, I can remember at night seeing you on the terrace and all greeting and all hung and what a shame. It was a great league that year and really the last game tells it all. And I'd like, I like to raise money for the youth team at Falkirk. George Phil says, oh, no, 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 sir. You won that fair and square. You won that medal fair and That's yours. That's part of your history. Chairman, it's my medal. I want to raise money for the Falkirk youth team. Well, they all stood up. Oh, the Falkirk put up, stood up, started clapping. I says, right now, after the dinner finishes, I'll be at the bar. If you're wanting your footy table, five quid, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll five quid together. <laughs> 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 you get that right up, yeah, that's what I said. That's a perfect story to end the, right. end the show. We'll give you a skip. We'll, we'll go through the raw answers, Jim. You got uh, Rangers signed John McGottin from Sunderland. Celtic have got Elanusi back on loan for Southampton for a year. Of course, you got the, the, the goal when Dunfermline last beat at Ibrox. You got the minute and everything. 
Uh, Roman Bednar's from the Czech Republic, not Italian. Um, <laughs> Roman, I can understand. Name two of the, the teams involved in the English League 1 playoffs. You could add Portsmouth, Oxford, Fleetwood Town or Wickham. And well done in uh, getting right. Uh, which team beat Dunfermline in the 2009 Scottish <laughs> Cup semi-final? It was, of course, Falkirk. Uh, <laughs> so, five points for you, Jim. Five oh, points. Tie with Matt and Dick Campbell. Oh, no. I was what I beat Dick. <laughs> Jim, thanks a lot Hi, for Jim. Well, the show. Really, really appreciate it. Made my day. Hey, no, it's great seeing you, and you're doing a great job. Oh, thanks, thanks very, very much, much. Jim. Oh, you're doing a great job. It's great to get a bit funny. Nah, That's guys. great. Thank thanks very much, Jim. I appreciate it. Thanks very much. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com. Well, Tom, what a great show we uh, had today. I thought I really thoroughly enjoyed both Scott Walker and Jim Leishman. Total legends. You're telling them we're brilliant. Absolute gents, mate. Absolute gents. How'd you think we've done with football, Bob? Well, you know what, I, I think I'll probably be up to the punters to the side when it, but I feel, I feel all right about it. Aye, I'm brand new, I'm brand new. So hopefully Bob will be back, we'll be back next week with plenty more fun, festivities and everything else rolled into one on... Remember, John won't be here next week. Oh, John, you're off when you go on Cyprus or something. Oh, aye, sunny Cyprus, aye. Where you going? Costa del Arbor, that's about as good as it gets. Costa del Arbor. Hey, I'm big in Arbor, you know that? Oh, are you big and large? Yeah, you're, you're big yeah. everywhere. Yeah, uh, uh, big everywhere, mate. Should we, should we do the big cross? Ah, oh, we, we should leave. Wait for Stephen. No, we can't date with foot. We can't date with foot here about big rubber football. No way. Aye, no it'd, way. Be, it'd be some buzz if we'd done it without him, but I understand. Aye, wait till next week's season. Right, right, right. Let's go. Let's go. Roll the credits. Roll the credits.